This is July 21, and every day is a holiday with Mary Stone. This is our podcast celebrating every day of everyone's life. Our message is simple, and it is that we are all of one spirit. What does that mean? It means that we as a human race share far more similarities than we ever allow ourselves to realize. We are all of one spirit. Holidays, holy days, happy days. We celebrate life, love, loss, and legacy. This is our Commonwealth. Today in the Catholic Church is the feast day of Daniel, the hero of the book of Daniel. A noble Jewish youth of Jerusalem, he is taken into captivity by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and serves the king and his successors with loyalty and ability until the time of the Persian conqueror Cyrus, all the while remaining true to the God of Israel. Daniel and his friends, Haniah, Mishael, and Azariah, were among the young Jewish nobility carried off to Babylon following the capture of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. The four are chosen for their intellect and beauty to be trained in the Babylonian court and are given new names. Daniel is given the Babylonian name Belteshazzar, while his companions are given Babylonian names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel and his friends refused the food and wine provided by the king of Babylon to avoid becoming defiled. They receive wisdom from God and surpass all the magicians and enchanters of the kingdom. Nebuchadnezzar dreams of a giant statue made of four metals with feet of mingled iron and clay, smashed by a stone from heaven. Only Daniel is able to interpret it. The dream signifies four kingdoms, of which Babylon is the first, but God will destroy them and replace them with his own kingdom. Nebuchadnezzar dreams of a great tree that shelters all the world, and of a heavenly figure who decrees that the trees will be destroyed. Again, only Daniel can interpret the dream, which concerns the sovereignty of God over the kings of the earth. While Nebuchadnezzar's son, King Belshazzar, uses the vessels from the Jewish temple for his feast, a hand appears and writes a mysterious message on the wall, which only Daniel can interpret. It tells the king that his kingdom will be given to the Medes and Persians because Belshazzar, unlike Nebuchadnezzar, has not acknowledged the sovereignty of the God of Daniel. The Medes and the Persians overthrow Nebuchadnezzar, and the new king, Darius the Mede, appoints Daniel to high authority. Jealous rivals attempt to destroy Daniel with an accusation that he worships God instead of the king, and Daniel is thrown into a den of lions. But an angel saves him, his accusers are destroyed, and Daniel is restored to his position. In the third year of Darius, Daniel has a series of visions. In the first, four beasts come out of the sea, the last with ten horns. An eleventh horn grows and achieves dominion over the earth, and the Ancient of Days, God, gives dominion to one like a son of man. An angel interprets the vision. 
In the second, a ram with two horns is attacked by a goat with one horn. The one horn breaks and is replaced by four. A little horn arises and attacks the people of God and the temple. And Daniel is informed how long the little horn's dominion will endure. In the third, Daniel is troubled to read in Holy Scripture. The book is not named, but appears to be Jeremiah. The Jerusalem will be desolate for 70 years. Daniel repents on behalf of the Jews and requests that Jerusalem and its people be restored. An angel refers to a period of 77s or weeks of years. In the final vision, Daniel sees a period of history culminating in a struggle between the king of the north and the king of the south, in which God's people suffer terribly. An angel explains that in the end, the righteous will be vindicated, and God's kingdom will be established on earth. The Greek text of Daniel contains three additional tales, two of which feature Daniel. The third is an expansion of the tale of the fiery furnace. Susanna tells how Daniel saves the reputation of a young Jewish girl when two lecherous Jewish elders condemn her to death, supposedly for unchastity, but actually because she resisted their advances. Daniel's clever cross-examination unmasks their evil and leads to their deaths. The story is unique in that the villain are Jews instead of heathens. It may have been written as a Palmaic by the Pharisees against the Sadducees, who, according to their opponents, were abusing their control of the courts. Bell and the Dragon consists of two episodes. In the first, Daniel exposes the deceptions of the heathen priests, who have been pretending that their idols eat and drink. In fact, it is the priests who have been consuming the food set out for the false gods. In the second, Daniel destroys a giant serpent that Cyrus believes to be a god. The Babylonians revolt. Cyrus imprisons Daniel without food. The prophet, Habakkuk, miraculously feeds him, and Cyrus repents. Some conservative scholars continue to argue that Daniel was a genuine individual and that the book that bears his name reflects real history. But the broad consensus is that Daniel never existed and that the book is a cryptic allusion to the reign of the second century BCE, Greek king Antiochus IV, Athens. Six cities claim Daniel's tomb, the most famous being that in Susa, in southern Iran, at a site known as Sushe Daniel. He is not a prophet in Judaism, but the rabbis reckoned him to be the most distinguished member of the Babylonian diaspora, unsurpassed in piety and good deeds. Firm in his adherence to the law, despite being surrounded by enemies who sought his ruin, and in the first few centuries CE, they wrote down the many legends that had grown up around his name. The various branches of the Christian church do recognize him as a prophet, and although he is not mentioned in the Quran, Muslim sources describe him as a Nabi, a saintly and righteous man. On July 21, let go of your diet and indulge in all your favorite unhealthy snacks without any guilt, because it's junk food day. Yay! 
Junk food is a term used to refer to food that has lots of calories but very little or no nutritional value. Popularized in the United States in the 1950s, the word is widely used for foods that are heavily processed and have high amounts of sugars, fats, and salts. Studies have shown that consuming junk food once in a while does not have a negative effect on health. It is only when one eats junk food for the majority of their meals that their diet can be considered unhealthy. Consuming large amounts of foods considered to be junk can lead to several health problems, including a high risk of obesity, diabetes, and heart issues. Different cultures have their own different definition of what constitutes junk food. What may be junk food in one culture may be considered nutritional food in another. Many people believe that fast food is usually junk food, though some kinds of fast food are prepared in a healthy way and can be very nutritional. Did you know that the first cotton candy, also known as candy floss or fairy floss machine, was invented by a dentist? Dentist William Morrison and confectioner John C. Wharton created the machine in 1897 and introduced it to the public at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis, Missouri. Made out of pure sugar and some flavorings, cotton candy is widely considered to be a junk food. There's always a holiday somewhere on this planet. Find a reason for joy and share it. Thank you for sharing your time with us. I'm Mary Stone, the Irreverent Interfaith Reverend, with my writing partner, the Holy Mess, and Holy Nice, Brian O'Malley.